internet and welcome back to the taking liberties pro wrestling podcast oh hell yeah we're back for episode 29 of the taking liberties pro wrestling podcast and before we do anything else we marquise and i andrew would like to formally introduce the newest member permanently of the taking liberties crew you may already know him from previous appearances on the show. You might even know him as one of our patrons. Mm. Our good friend, Mr. Wheel Easy himself, Max. How you doing, Max? You know, some people like to say that they feel a certain way. But I just like to take liberties on people, so. You already know what we do. That's... Very very honored to be here very honored to be the third member of our uh, our little uh, little good old little good little group well, little little band of band of boys and welcome to our freaking corner of the internet you know how it is you know what we do with that being said thank you max for joining us as an official part of our crew you can find the taking the pro wrestling podcast on twitter at to press pod maybe i don't know maybe are we are we taking I don't know. that yeah max we, yeah, i don't uh, know max. Uh, uh, you know <laughs> as, of with, the, as with, of as of this recording it is still that yeah as of uh september 8th it is still that yeah it is awesome. still that so it may be something different i don't know max is talking about changing that we'll see we'll see anyways yeah also find our Patreon. If you're feeling a little crazy and dumb and cracked, want to shoot a dollar our way, maybe five, maybe ten, no matter what, anything's appreciated, never required. Even just your listen is incredibly appreciated. You can listen to the podcast literally fucking everywhere. So many places. Including iTunes, oh, many Podcasts, places. Spotify, Podbean, Breaker, Stitcher. Uh, was it Owl Tail now? Owl Tail. Owl Tail, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. And of course, Bull. Yeah. You're damn right. And of course, on YouTube, you can look us up the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling podcast in the search bar because we're not quite cool enough to have our own link. Speaking of the YouTube, we'd oh like to send out a humongous mega base thanks. Last week we had our buddy Hunter on the show. Hunter, he is a draw. He brought the bitches out in droves. In the Liberty Takers droves. were here. Yeah, it was. I think as of right now, it's sitting at seventy nine views, which is far and away above anything else on the channel. I think the number absurd. two most viewed is like thirty five. Absurd. Yeah. So thank you, Hunter, and all the people that all his freaks that came out at night. Really Hi, yes, that. sir. 
Yeah, we got oh man, we got crazy support. We even crazy. got some listeners in Brazil. Oh, another Brazilian, country added oh, yeah. to the gambit. The Brazilian listeners. Too. We got our English listeners, our Irish listeners, our I don't know what our you call Dutch. it from the Netherlands, the Dutch. Got yep, the Dutch, Dutch listeners. We got the Brazilian listeners. We got the German listeners. Yes, sir. We are we are truly taking the shit worldwide. Yes, sir. We've got listeners in America, in Europe, yeah, and in South America. Yeah. Now, now we need Australia, mm-hmm. Asia, yep. Antarctica. <laughs> True. In Africa, yep. Any anybody in Africa, uh, whether it be fucking Uganda, Zimbabwe, Egypt. Anywhere, we don't care. Somebody, just just turn it on real quick. Yeah, we're trying to be global, global. Yeah. And any of you scientists, motherfuckers, looking at alien spaceships in Antarctica, listen to this podcast so we can say that we have listeners on the ice cap. Thank you. Oh God. Much. Need Santa Claus in here, bro. And the one biggest more thing, fan. And one more thing, before we begin the the meat of this episode. We have a review on Apple. We do have a review on Apple. Whoa! This comes from a man named Hunter from the Budokan. <laughs> I'm not sure whoever this Hunter from the Budokan could be. I don't know. He's from the Budokan. We have a five-star review, and uh, it says here, Hey, that Hunter guy is pretty cool. I agree. I also agree. And you know what? It turns out a lot of other people also agree. Yeah. And I hope that those people that came to our podcast to see Hunter stuck around to listen to us and our friend Max as we're about to break down some TNA Impact. This week we watched the July 1st, 2005 episode. Of course, uh, the show opens with a recap of Abyss attacking Raven at the end of last week's episode. As one does. Show opens, no pyro, because fuck you. We don't got no damn TV. Yeah, deal. no, they can't afford that anymore. Yeah, Jesus, dude. Like I, every every time a match comes on, I miss the Fox box more and more. Yeah, this this you spitting, bro. The production feels so bare bones now. It's yeah, really they, they, they've lost so much. Yeah, it's really weird. They need like I I, I was here when we did. Oh, what what was I? Was I Hard Justice? I yes, think we did we Hard watched, Justice, yes, right? you were here for Hard Justice. Hard Justice, like, I know it's a pay-per-view, but that pyro went so crazy. And it was just like, man, this actually feels like... It felt like it was getting better. And then the drop-off happened. It's yeah, like, they lost oh, their TV deal boy. on the Slammiversary. had some shitty pyro. So sad. Fucking farting all over the goddamn arena, yeah. True. Shitty pyro. And so we have the opening contest, which is Sean Waltman, not X-Pac from the WWE, former European champion from the WWE, former tag team champion. Not that guy. Not that guy. Not that guy. Versus Sanjay Dutt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Personally, I was quite interested to see this match. The player from the Himalayas. Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just I I want to point out though, mm. I was like I I I'm just so incredibly amazed that this motherfucker still comes out with the damn PAC singlet 
every damn really week. I mean, he's like, he's like, man, I got one piece of gear. I'm not buying more gear for TNA Impact, you, so I will wear my Pac gimmick. And I'm like, see, Jesus. But that's because it's six Pac, brother. Yeah, he's the six Pac. Oh, true. Pop. It is six Pac, huh? Yeah, that's true. Don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only X Pac when he's in the Fed. Or one, oh, yeah, you or right. Or when Raven's talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> true. So at the start of the match, Waltman's getting real disrespectful. Uh, Sanjay out-wrestles him until Waltman takes over again. They go outside. Sanjay hits a tiger faint kick from the apron, does some flippy shit for a two. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, the yeah, little he, uh, Yeah, he went to go toss him into the turnbuckle. And man, said he a simply did faint. Yeah. yeah. I said, I will not. I will kick you instead. Uh, Waltman locks in a chin lock, but <laughs> bro, it was barely on. You can literally see the space between his bicep and the far side of his chin. Good yeah, it was, it was bad. It was, it was pretty bad. Bad worker. worker. Horrible worker. Horrible worker. <laughs> Horrible yeah. worker. You yeah. trying to let him inside, man? What the hell, Marquise? stiff, brother. Oh, brother. You don't stiff. About... Brother, I'm a work... Bro, whenever <laughs> we get in the ring, I'm working you like I'd work any motherfucker. You don't want to work stiff. You know how I'm going to work. I'm going to work you different. And you, you know, know how I'm going to work. You know how I'm going to work. You know how I'm going to work. I want to get hit, baby. I'm going for nothing. I'm trying to fucking hit like Ric Flair. I'm trying to hit a string as hard <laughs> as I can and not have it move. That's my man, yeah. The best oh my punches you've seen since fucking Ric Flair. <laughs> Waltman misses a Bronco Buster. Sanjay capitalizes. He goes up for the 10 quarter punches, but as the referee, for some reason, gets on the apron to try to stop this. When he hit the, when he missed the Bronco Buster, I said, he missed the Bronco Buster. I hope he didn't fucking it's tear his asshole. Anus. Yeah. <laughs> dude every time i see him do the bronco buster now i'm like oh like i know it's not this show like, it's way later no, in his career years, and i think it's in mexico years, it's years. mexico or something yeah, but yes. like i'm like oh that that i've seen this happen it, it's engraved in my brain yeah, i only see one bronco buster now but the fact that he did it it's like man i hope he doesn't fucking tear his anus it's gonna <laughs> suck so, like so bad. Sanjay's up for the 10 quarter punches as the referee gets on the apron for whatever reason to stop him. All in service of Waltman hitting a low blow and an X factor to win the match. Uh, it seems to me, based on what happens later on in the show, that Waltman is turning heel, brother. Well, yeah. See, the, it was real weird because commentary played this up as. They didn't play up as him cheating. They just played it up as him being a, a wily vet and taking any opportunity he can. That's literally what Don West said. He was like, yeah, you see the, the veteran tactics employing any opportunity he can to get the advantage. Wait, and also wait, wait, take... wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that you're only allowed in the eyes of commentary to go low if you've been in the biz like 10 years. Because I know for a fact these dudes get mad or when any of the young dudes do that shit. <laughs> it's a fact. They get it, mad. I think you're right, honestly. Just don't be a babyface, I guess. Well, I think the other well, thing yeah, too, because they never get over anymore. I wrote down in my in my notes was uh Don West pointed out that the referee was just not paying attention. Like it's one of those oh, the referee is simply looking at Sanjay Dutt 
and not looking at his pants when he gets low blowed. So, yeah, yeah. and it, it was just weird because I'm like, oh, so they're just doing a swerve because like he was super like he wasn't over, but he was playing with the crowd. So like this was a quote unquote swerve, I guess, but it was just weird. Swerve these nuts, Vince. <laughs> I think it's Dutch, but yeah, oh, true. I know what I'm talking about. So then True. we move on to Terry Taylor. He's got a pretty busy night tonight. All right. So when the Hitler, the Hitler lovers messing with Team Canada's about. All right. So Terry Taylor is interviewing Team Canada backstage, and Bobby Roode is going on about how fucking Scott Demore's in the hospital. He's got tubes in him and IVs, and he's got to be fuck. He's bedridden. Got to yeah. Got to be fucking <laughs> tube fed and. All while he's saying these terrible things that has happened to Scott Damore, <laughs> Terry Taylor is looking at him with a smile and a laugh on his face. He's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, all right, go on. I'm like, bro, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with this dude? Well, you see, Terry Taylor's in my camp and realized that this guy clearly has some fucking issues considering the, the weird, weird shit he said at Slammiversary concerning yep. three incredibly evil men. Yeah, yeah. But... So maybe he simply thought, you know what? Good riddance. True. Fuck that guy. Fair enough. So uh Petey Williams tells the boys to knock it down. They're still Team Canada, bitch. Yeah, so Petey Williams is the captain of Team Canada. Which is I don't know why that's odd to me. He's the shortest person. I would have thought it would have been Bob. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We ain't gonna shit on the shorties, man. Hold on now. Well, as a fairly short man myself, I'm not. But when I look at Petey Williams and then A1 Alistair Rouse, Bobby Roode, and Eric Young, I don't necessarily think of Petey Williams as the guy. I mean, Dang. honestly, I always just thought Bobby Roode was like the one under Scott. I mean, that's what I would have imagined. Because but... that's Bobby Roode, but maybe yeah. I've just got some like future bias because I know where he goes, but... I mean, I guess you could make the argument that Petey Williams is the best wrestler of the bunch. At least at that time. So. Yeah, I'd say Eric Young's a close number two. Very close number two. Yeah, and he, he was great. He just was not there yet. Yeah, so. I would say for sure. Speaking of EY, Williams tells Eric Young, bro, go beat up Lance Hoyt. He said, if you love Canada, you'll go beat up Lance Hoyt. So then, we move on to Eric Young with Petey Williams versus Lance Hoyt. And Hoyt, and I gotta say this every time because I gotta keep track of this and see when he, does he not, when is he no longer <laughs> over with this crowd? Hoyt is still certainly yeah, that over. Yeah, the case here. He is still very over. He, was he is still very over. over. Shit, even Don West was saying... Uh, Lance Hoyt is like these people's son or whatever yeah, the fuck. Saying, yeah, yeah, he's like the, the impact grown, zone. Is... Yeah, he was saying that he's a homegrown talent in that. All right, so what he said was, and I thought this was kind of funny, he said that this is the place where the impact zone is where Lance Hoyt really went on his own and branched yep. away from tag team action. I was like, well, this is also the place just a few months ago when he was with that dude cutting that super weird fucking promo. <laughs> see the thing about that is though is i don't think dallas said a damn word i don't think he when did that either. happened so he no and, and i mean kid cash was shit canned almost immediately after that promo As he should have been because that shit was weird he accused him of being gay yeah 
just a weird homophobic yeah it was super thing. weird but yeah so in this match Sean West noted and I don't know how I don't know what this says about the booking but in this match, Don West noted, Lance Hoyt is so over that people seem to have forgotten that he lost the match. Yeah, he noted <laughs> yep. that he, he won the match. He's like, he's like, he beat Scott Demore, so in these people's minds, that he won. I'm like, that's not how that works. All he did was shatter the, you know, all he did was just shatter the fucking illusion for no reason. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really not sure what that says about the booking that he lost that match. I mean, I guess you could say it's good because he lost and it's still over. But why did he lose the match? If For the sake of getting a win on Bobby Roode? I don't know. <laughs> so, in the match, Williams gets immediately involved. Immediately. Fucking immediately. As soon as the bell rings, hey, he hits away, the apron. Dude. As soon as the bell rings, he hits, he hits, the, apron. He hits the apron and distracts Lance Hoyt. Eric Young fucking keeps on from him. behind, and then he immediately grabs Hoyt's leg. I'm like, damn, yep. dude. Yeah, it was immediate. Like, and there's a lot, years. like, there's a lot of interference from PD the whole match, and I'm like, man, they At are. At this point, that's just what Team Canada does. I mean, yeah, and I and I get that. It's just like, I guess it's just you're always used to managers doing stuff like, or not managers, but your people at ringside doing that so late. And yeah, stuff where you're like doing it over and over and over again. It's just it's interesting. Well, it's not even, and it works that. for them. It's also that in this, it's a problem in wrestling in general, but especially in TNA at this point, is that they're running the same shit match after match after match. Yeah, where, where there's there's interference spots and the heels do some fuck shit and there's a false finish and the ref is yeah, down. Like, so people talk about yeah, I'll notice that people talk about seem to talk about WWE at the time. As they ran the same formulaic matches. And they did, don't get me wrong. It was maybe a 10-minute SmackDown match with just maybe two minutes of action and then just a bunch of shit. Seven minutes of the dude being sat on, of the babyface being sat on, and then you go home in the last minute. Yep. yep. And don't get me wrong, they're all super formulaic. But I'd rather see that than this shit. <laughs> well, I'd rather see yeah. that than this because... All these matches are formulaic in the worst reasons. They all... It's not that the matches themselves are formulaic. It's that the finishes are. So it's like you can see a good match and it'll have the same bullshit finish that you just saw a match prior. And it's like, well, then what was the point? Yeah, because there's going to be interference and then a ref bump and then a false finish because the ref's not there and then the heels win. Yeah. I mean, it, I it just kind of leaves a very bad taste in your mouth after. <clears throat> Which is, I mean... To me, I mean, in wrestling, the point should almost always be, and then the babyface wins. But for some reason, yeah. in TNA and in, and in the Fed, they really love to put all kinds of fucking heat on the heels for no, just nothing but heat. Heat, heat, heat. Well, WWE is a very heel company. Yeah, it is yeah, very heel. That's an issue. It is an issue. I agree. But yeah, it's a very heel company in the fact that, yeah, like you said, they just put heat on people. There was a whole year and a half. There was a whole year and a half of fucking Baron Corbin just getting heat. Yeah. Heat. Main event heat that he didn't need. Shouldn't have gathered. But just for nothing. Heat, heat, heat. heat, And that's what they do. I don't know why, but it's what they do. 
So, yeah, this match is... It goes how you expect. Um, Hoyt takes it until he doesn't, really. Yep. It, it was actually a really formulaic match. So, Hoyt got, you know, he got the interference, you know, against his behalf. So, Petey was on top for most of it. <laughs> Simple working over the heel, which I thought, or not Petey, EY I meant, but uh, it's really weird considering how much smaller Eric Young is yeah. than Lance Hoyt. Dude, oh my god. All oh. this heat on him. Dude. I was, I was so confused when early in the match they did like a, EY did a shoulder block off the ropes. Yeah. And, and Hoyt bumped for it like EY was as big, if not bigger than him. Yeah. He bumped like it crushed him. And I was like, why? I was so confused. Yeah, so I don't really get that. But it was real simple. Um, oh, also, at one point, they took a fucking commercial break for some reason during this match. I don't really get so, why. So random. So this was on the website. Yeah, these aren't even on TV. These aren't even on, TV. on their website. And, they, and it's not like where it's one of the GFW commercial breaks where it's random in the middle of a match or edited in because they in. fucking murdered the master tape right no, no no they actually threw two commercial in this match i'm like what the fuck <laughs> this would have been uploaded for no fucking reason because i got the ad breaks on their fucking eye streams bro i guess so oh, lord yeah it's uh it's real simple lance hoyt wins the match with a comeback his comeback was just Clothesline, clothesline, back body drop, big boot. Win. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. And the crowd was hot as shit when he hit that back body drop. They were ready. Yeah. They knew. Yeah. Uh, after the match, of course, we need some more heat for Team Canada. So Bobby Roode and Alistair Rouse rush the ring. The three of them, including Petey, beat on Hoyt, and then Eric Young gets involved. And then the Naturals hit the ring to save Lance Hoyt. And honestly, I, st I still don't buy these guys as baby faces. Oh. How could one buy these dudes as baby faces, dude? After all that them. time, oh, six months yep. of them being heels with Chris Candido. Yeah. So weird that now they're with Jimmy, they're with Jimmy Hart, and now they're baby faces. Literally, Chris Candido won them that title. Yeah. Now they're just baby faces. Why? Now they are just baby faces, and they stuck them with. Fucking Lance Hoyt, who's more over than over can be. It's like, okay, I guess it works. Yeah, they both—they're—they're they're, 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 trying to rub some of that off on them. The, the three—the three—the three of them are white and they have long hair. Easy, just True. sticking together. But so. the worst part is that they just simply are baby faces now. There wasn't a turn. No, they just are baby faces. There was no yeah, they just are baby faces. Yeah, baby faces. Yeah. Okay. Just very weird. So then we have Terry Taylor backstage with Monty Brown. Ah, uh, uh, yes, sir. Monty asked Terry a question. How can the alpha male be the Frank Sinatra and Rodney Dangerfield of the wrestling game all at the same time? And then he briefly sings My Way. He sings My Way. And then he says Which a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, pop the, the shit out of me. I don't care. That shit ruled so no, yeah, much. Me too, but I didn't. After he did that, I completely yeah, I zoned did, out yeah, of the promo. <laughs> I, I, I literally have it written down in my notes. Uh, not the I did it my way bit, which literally, like, yeah, it, pop, it popped the crap out of me. And then I was like, 
I literally went back and watched the promo again because I'm like, oh, so he did my way, and then he was like, oh, now I want the NWA title. Okay. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he so. said he said that uh, at some anniversary he did. He said he was going to do in the King of the Mountain match. He was going to destroy and pounce. So some more shit. Says you got a problem with the outlaw. They got nothing to do with me. But if you get in that ring with us, you better know. Everyone knows. Wants to know that I know, and you know that I know that we're gonna win matches because yes. Yep. And he said yep. that everyone will fall to the pounce. Period. And then he walked off. Yes. Yes. And he does indeed say period at the end of that. Of course. That was genuinely one of my favorite gimmicks. I remember watching TNA as a little baby man. And he would do the pounce gimmick. And like, he would look, you know, look, so at the crowd, look at the crowd. Period. And it popped me every time. I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so good, dude. He is. He was so damn good. He should have been so much bigger than he was, dude. He he. Wait, what do you mean he had that song in the Fed? He did, and it was. <laughs> but that's like the peak of his. Deserved more. Yes, but I mean he, he got that. He should have been the second Black NWA Heavyweight Champion. Fuck at the very Bobby least, Lashley. It should have been Marcus Corbin. Honestly. Oh God. Shit. I mean. In, He's spitting. In SVR 08, they, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I don't need, I don't need yeah. to say anymore. Anyone's ever played that game? Oh, seen them? Yeah, yeah. He's gave me nostalgia PTSD in the best way possible. Horrible. So, so then, horrible. <laughs> so then we move on to Abyss with James Mitchell versus Sonny Siaki with Apollo. Uh, my boy Sonny Siaki, baby. I wrote in my notes: cool to see Underkind versus the Stone. <laughs> In TNA. Lord. <laughs> With Sonny Siaki is, is literally the rock light. And it's so... God, no, it's yes, he is. He looks it's so bro, From behind? He, he looks from like the rock in 97. No, With, the, with the back? Yeah. I don't know why y'all are so blind. And his tights look just, bro. His tights are almost just like Dude, he wears the tights like 97 rock, bro. dude. He's got the How boots. do you not see it? How yeah, do y'all see boots? it? I don't I get see it. it. I don't get bro, it. You can't bro. tell me. You can't tell me Apollo don't look like Batista's little brother. Yeah, and Apollo absolutely is Batista's little brother. That's they have for the true. same fucking they literally have the same fucking tummy tattoo and the tights. <laughs> I refuse to hear otherwise. That is Batista's little brother. No. Yes. Yes. Because there is another Samoan guy and another person of relative hispanic descent doesn't make them the rock and batista no but they look just no, like them no, no they like, don't we're right now but they don't. do no they don't i don't understand how you guys see it no they don't i don't know man but i certainly see it and i and, and genuinely Last by the way i do actually really like sunny and siaki like i think no, sunny I like, siaki I was like actually a both, very but they just oh he was a, he was one of my rock and batista he he's the buck quarter main but he's one of my favorite jobbers in tna for sure so quote-unquote jobbers but yeah yeah so this match was nothing really i mean siaki somehow bumped abyss abyss powdered out uh siaki went for pescado and then got caught and then fucking slammed into the guardrail that was cool yep. yeah a bunch of stiff chops 
Abyss with a middle rope splash for two. Huge fucking splash. He it was him. a big boy splash. Yeah, he gave it to him. So, uh, yeah, uh, Siaki at one point, he went for a double sledge and got caught, caught, terribly caught, into a choke slam for two count. It I'm was very I, I was very surprised he kicked out of that. I didn't. I thought that was yeah, it. I, yeah, genuinely. It seemed like the finish. Like it, 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 it really like just should have. It should have been the finish. Choke slam well, it, the finish came like thirty seconds later when he got the fucking black hole slam. So yeah, and black hole slam, as always said, means one, two, three. Well, one more thing I got to note. What's up? Is uh after he kicked out of that choke slam, Don West happened to say about Sonny Siaki that he has a lot of heart and determination. Gross. True. Bro, you are you are you shitting on fighting spirit right now, Marquise? What the fuck, dude? He's just he, look. This guy's just mad that we watched <laughs> that one episode of Tough Enough where that fucking guy oh, from Massachusetts God. talked about having the drive and determination to do this wrestle shit because he fucking tripped over his own feet or whatever. And Taz <laughs> asked him, "What makes you think you can do you that? can do this?" And this motherfucker said, "Well, I have the drive." And I have determination, and I just fucking... How many times Bro, do you hear people say that when talking about pro wrestling? Like, I'm over it. I'm over he, he, it. I'm so over so it. It, we're, we're just doing Ruthless Aggression John Cena promo uh, over and over, over again. It. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's my, yeah favorite, it's my favorite thing in the world to fucking... In any random conversation Marquise and I have I off pod, it. I hate it. To just find a way it. to work, I have to drive <laughs> determination into it because God, the look on his face every time I do it is priceless. I hate it. I'm surprised this guy hasn't goozled me yet. But this, this, gonna be, this is gonna be my first promo in the Fed. I'm gonna look right at the camera when I say it too. I'm a little wink at him, just so Marquise can see it and roll his eyes and try to have to go smoke a blunt for. That. If you're our manager, I'm walking out of the ring. <laughs> no, I'm grabbing your ass no, and I'm pulling I, you back I'm, at the frame. I'm walking out of the ring. I'm going to put you in a fucking headlock. No. And I'm going to scream to the heavens. Uh, Mar Marquise will just pick me up by the wheels and just throw me into the crowd. <laughs> you, it, Yeah, you guys fucking have Because you're manager now. I'm the people's manager. Oh, brother. So, after, after this hits... This dude with the fucking black hole slam and gets the win. Uh, who was it on the outside? Apollo? Apollo. Apollo goes to try and check on him. And then he gets shit canned, or he almost gets shit canned from Abyss. Abyss sets up a chair in a corner. Raven comes out, fucking puts a, the chain around Abyss's neck, and then rams his head into the corner and says, Hey, brother, let's get kinky as fuck. Let's. <laughs> Let's see this chain. You really like to wrap it around people's necks, Abyss. Well, maybe I want it wrapped around my neck mm. and your neck at the same time. Goddamn right. So he I want a goddamn no sacrifice. No. God, no surrender. Yep. Goddamn dog collar match. Yes. You can't submit. The only way this match ends is when I pin you and I'm finished with you, you piece of trash. Yeah, so he proposes a dog collar match at No Surrender that I assume can only be finished once someone is bred. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Bro, he's, he, he, this is. 
Uh, 16 years before Submissive and Breedable was set on live Fed TV. Yes. <laughs> bro. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> but but basically, oh but to make... They made it so, like, I, I don't know why. I feel like in, you, you leave, like, the, the little things up to the commentators or the official, like, match promo stuff. But Raven literally says... You can't quit. Mitchell can't throw the towel in, and then can only be won by a pinfall. I'm like, damn. So you can't just not like win with a fucking like cloverleaf. That that sucks. No. Put the cloverleaf in. No, because he doesn't want to, to to fucking submit from the right. beating he's gonna lay right. upon him. There is no submission. Only breedable. Oh yeah, true. True. <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn only submissiveness, but no submission. Exactly. Right, exactly. Speaking of True. submissive, we have Simon Diamond. So, all right. So, oh my after, God. Literally, after the fucking weird Raven promo, immediately, like there's no anything in between. You immediately cut to Simon Diamond coming out with Triton. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't even have time to digest what just happened. Yeah, they don't clear. Like, I don't. They don't, I don't think that they even walk up the fucking ramp by the time. I think that they just waited until break because they cut right after the, the Triton and Diamond fucking entrance. So yeah. it's like, why? You can't wait like two minutes or do your commercial break then? Like, so weird. Apparently, Simon Diamond returned and aligned himself with Triton at Slammiversary on the pre show. I guess. I don't know. They refused. Been, a lot of shit has happened that we haven't seen. Yeah, they refuse to actually address any of the shit that happens on the pre-show until they need to call back to it. Yeah, because they didn't mention any of this shit on Slammiversary. No, they didn't. So so oh. Triton's got a fucking man, and whatever. They're getting hot and heavy with a shitzer, what have you. Yeah, so uh, he just pretty much says that now that he's got Triton, he's un unbeatable or whatever he's there's no problem that can't be solved and then amw come out and i saw how much time was left on the show i was like damn is this match really gonna go this long <laughs> i was dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully it didn't go 20 minutes no that a main event yeah so we had simon diamond and triton versus america's most wanted I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I don't really have too many notes for this match simply because, like, two minutes into it. Oh yeah, I was gonna. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the I. Entire, the entire yeah. meat of the match is what happened to Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett came out, so this match just became a backdrop for him to start talking. So the, the match was no longer relevant. I mean, all I cared about was Tanay getting fucking shoot mad. I love. He was so oh, pissed, man. and I loved it's it. Like, Why the fuck are you here? I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so upset. Maybe. And then it's funny because Jeff Jarrett's like, why don't I need to find Larry Zbysko because I need my world title. Like, he's the reason why I don't get to wrestle for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Look in the mirror, Jarrett. Maybe then you'll see why you're not getting a title shot. I, I pop. Like, Mike Tanay is just so <laughs> fucking good. Tanay's so sick of Every time. <laughs> he's so time good. Tanay has a response. The first thing Jarrett just comes back with, I told you, Tanay, it's my world. Oh my god! <laughs> just come back. Yeah. Oh, brother! It's my dude. world. You know what, though? I agree. It is Jeff Jarrett's world. But I the, the, the best part about all this to me is that Jeff Jarrett felt the need to address this with Mike Tanay and not Larry Zabisco. Yep. 
I, I can only imagine. Which is why he was so confused. Well, why are you, yeah, why are you well, coming well, at me about this? I can only yeah, imagine. Well, he, he comes out. He Literally, the first thing he asks Don West and Tanae is, where is Larry Zabisco? I'm like, <laughs> bro, do you not see that there's a match going on, fam? Go to backstage and find him, you After fucking, the fucking idiot. People. Dude, Holy hit bro, the weights again. Don't you own this company, bro? Yeah, you... Oh my god, dude! Hit the weights and get a clue. That fuck works for you. <laughs> right. So I can only imagine that he's hoping that by going out there and putting on a headset, that Larry Zabisco, who is the DOA, would also be watching the show and in charge of production. So he may possibly, potentially hear that Jarrett is causing a ruckus on his show. Okay, yeah, but what did Zabisco tell Jarrett literally last week? You're the back of the line, you fucking loser. <laughs> well, Stop asking. But you think you see the thing is, it's it's his world, it's Jared's world. It's my world. Yeah, it's my world. Yeah, see, so we're gonna have Jeff Jarrett, Raven, and Abyss in a triple threat dog collar match. Nice. Oh my god, dude. That'd be aw- that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna a go throw chain. up a three-way chain. Three-way dog collar submissive breeding match with Jeb Jarrett, Abyss, and Raven. Oh, brother. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, fucking AMW wins when... With a super James kick. Storm kicks the fuck out of Simon Diamond in the face. Yeah, he just, it was really sudden, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was, I literally was like, I'm, I'm ready for this to be over. I saw a super kick. I'm like, thank you. Thank well, you, James. One note Send I had for the match was that Rudy Charles was just letting a whole bunch of fucking AMW tandem shit Because he knew this match didn't fucking matter. Well, okay. Uh, Rudy he Charles is my guy. He was probably watching what Jeff Jarrett was doing. It's not like the refs in TNA are good anyway. But in the yeah, you on. <laughs> He probably just knew that this match didn't matter because Jeff Jarrett was out there. So he was like, fuck it. I'll let all this shit slide. I don't care. That's fair. But also, do your job. All right, so there is no excuse for him somehow not seeing that blatant Lobo uh, with X-Pac earlier, or Sean Waltman. There's well, that no wasn't even Rudy Charles. Oh, it wasn't Rudy Charles? No, and also that referee was no. on the apron. That's why they didn't see it, which was why I said that made no sense. Well... I mean, you can say that, but he was looking up. Well, no, he was on the apron, and he was like really facing Waltman, so he should have saw Waltman's arm go up for the low blow. Don't worry about that. Alrighty. Here's here's the issue, right? <laughs> Is that we want officiating that doesn't suck, but in TNA, the officiating always sucks and it's True. never good it never it, gets better i've seen it i've seen one good bit of officiating and that was last week when Rudy charles threw all the fucking managers in like that fucking match yeah. he said all of you are gone because this is too much see yeah. and that's the problem that's what makes it so much more upsetting is because the good officiating does or can exist but it doesn't just, they just don't do it no because it'd be too hard to tell you know the proper story in the ring without constant well, referee schmod. Not even that. It's just more upsetting because it's inconsistent. If there were always yeah. no rules, that would be fine. If the rules were always enforced, that would be fine. But you can't have some rules sometimes enforced and then sometimes like no rules. Like it doesn't talk to Vince McMahon about that. Well, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Out the wild card rule. Oh brother. And the brand, the brand, Invitational. Very nice. I wasn't watching. 
Then we have <clears throat> Terry Taylor again backstage with yep. the champion Christopher Daniels. Daniels just says that uh, he's the best. There's no one to beat him. And then he's... and then PD Williams comes up and just instigates Daniels into giving him a title match. Pretty much. He's like, he... you ain't beating me, pussy. I could beat you. Petey literally does the worst grab at the title I've ever seen. And Daniels is like, no, that's my title. And then Petey is just like, no, "No, I'm going to win this title. This is my belt now. And he says, fine, then I will beat you in a match. It's like, okay. And also, like, I really like this Daniels thing where he's like, I have beaten everybody from everywhere. I am a, I am Alexander the Great. I am the conqueror of empires. Like, I don't know. That just kind of popped me. And he's like, oh, now I got to beat a Canadian? All right, fine. I will beat a Canadian. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, it doesn't sound all that difficult. I mean, have you seen Canadians? True. True. All they like, I mean, it's just maple syrup. Keep it. You damn Mexico North. <laughs> Shout out Scott Snyder. Oh, God. And so we then move on to the main event where we have Alex Shelley versus AJ Styles. Uh, I wasn't I, expecting this match. This, I mean, they announced it at the very start, so you could, simply weren't listening, which I don't blame you. Uh, at the beginning of this match, I realized that because the TV deal ended when I did, AJ's entire reign as champion just didn't happen. Yeah. No, it didn't. He he won the title and then lost it. So, I mean, so weird. He was champion for a month, but we didn't see any of it. There were no we saw none of it. There were no TVs or anything. Like I mean, he held the physical belt for a month, so technically did nothing. he had a one month reign. And then Raven just has the belt now. Yeah. It's really fucked so. up. Very fucked. So the match is pretty back and forth at the start. Uh, AJ does a hammer throw to show he's so fucking hard he does a front flip. Yeah. Which is super extra for no reason. I like whenever... <clears throat> I like whenever AJ has to get his fucking drop kick in there. Yeah. He's so hyped for it. Well, of course, because it's like, yeah, that shit looked good, didn't it, bitch? Yeah, I know that shit looks good. I did it in a mirror once. I watched my own matches back. Uh, bunch of shit, wrestle things. Uh, Shelly locks in a modified octopus stretch that looks pretty cool. It was cool. I was, I mean, obviously, it seems that Alex Shelly's gimmick right now is that he, uh, he knows all the wrestle styles. So he's doing lots of shit. Uh... And of course, Tanae is just fucking blowing him on commentary. He's like, yeah, he knows Japanese strong style and, and a little bit of that MMA style and yada, 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 and so forth and whatever and what fucking have you. Um, AJ starts a comeback and then Sean Waltman walks down ringside and joins commentary. The outfit he was wearing here was crazy. Bro, he was fucking Drip. dripping. 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 So Man had the giant diamond cross. I was like, oh my god. See, Sean Waldman cannot afford new gear with Pac not on it, but he can definitely afford a giant diamond cross, baby. And a shout fucking... out Shawn Michaels and shout out Jesus. 
Yeah, in a suede jumpsuit. Dude, it was looking crazy. Yeah. Uh, because Waltman came out, I didn't notice this at first. I had to go back. But there's a massive, huge leg lariat to Alex Shelley that busts that fucking dude open, open. He was blood. It was so uh, bad. His, it was I, I have written down in my notes, Shelley is gooshing out his damn head, bro. He was. He, it was. Leg lariat. Yeah, all from just this sick ass heel heel kick lariat thing that AJ did, and it just yeah, it was nasty. And he fucking gave it to him. It was snug, snug too. It was well, clearly yeah. after busted his fucking face <laughs> open. So the two of them are on the top. Uh, Shelly pushes AJ off. Shelly then hits a reverse fucking pedigree. I don't know what this shit was. He had him flipped upside down. Dude, fucking face to gooch pedigree. I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was like, like awesome. that. I was like, this th- that move rules, but nobody's ever so gonna lame. take that again. I thought that shit was so lame. Like, it was awesome. It to... sucked. It, it was terrible. So... He had to like reverse something that AJ did and fucking put his <laughs> put his, his mouth face. on his yeah. Yeah, suck my taint and die. <laughs> Dude, this is this is literally the uh, the kink episode of TNA wrestling. Yeah, she was getting kind of hot. <laughs> she was getting crazy, dude. So, reverse pedigree thing for a two count. AJ hit the Styles Clash and wins. Sean Waltman hits the ring, and then all of a sudden, and I feel like I have, I don't know if I've, I really don't feel like I've seen him before on the show yet. Fucking Jerry no. Lynn just suddenly appears and breaks up the face-off to him and AJ. And I thought it was so weird that, like, we had that segment earlier where Abyss and Raven had a whole schmoz, but... AJ and Sean Waltman's just too dangerous to allow to happen in front of the fans. Yeah. It was super weird. It, but, it, but of course, it's always super cool to see Jerry Lynn. It is always a welcome sight to see Mr. Jerry Lynn on DNA and anywhere he goes. And that um, is the end of this episode. Yep. And that was TNA Impact. July 1st, 2005. Uh, a better show than the last few we've seen. Uh, probably a whole one and a half to two points better on the scale than the last couple episodes because those were... Oh, man, we had some rough ones. Uh, some of those yeah. were... Shit, really difficult watches, even with these shows only being like 45 minutes or so. I mean, Marquise can attest to it. Like, man, some of these shows were just tough yeah it's sometimes a huge slog to get through genuinely and with that i think it's time that we do a little gamer talk little nerd speak a little nerd speak little nerd speak for the people see the blunts really hitting for my man over here he's all fucked up my voice (laughs) my throat is super dry from talking at the same time cooked yourself <laughs> yeah you had to do a whole fucking lap yeah <laughs> that's why i disappeared for like the last two or three minutes bro you did a lap for me he did a lap for me i appreciate yeah, it he did a damn lap uh, so it's been it's been a minute since we've done the the segment but we thought well it's time to bring it back now that we have our official third member uh, of course our I don't know what we really call it. I just call it our, our, our nerd speak talking about fucking geek shit and pro wrestling. 
Yeah. I love geek shit in pro wrestling, man. We've we've previously talked about Goku and John Cena basically being the same person. Vegeta being a B plus player. Oh God. And Shonen anime basically just being a whole bunch of pro wrestling tropes. Yeah. Yep. And I think this week we're gonna talk about. I think we're just gonna take this opportunity to shit on the Fed for a minute because we feel like it. But uh, oh, always, baby. But uh, I feel like this week we're gonna talk about <clears throat> anime filler and Monday Night Raw. Ooh. So anyone who knows that knows and wants to know who should ever know and knows knows that in a lot of anime uh there's this thing called filler which is uh content which may be episodes or scenes or even entire arcs that are basically not important mean nothing to the overall story that's being told so a filler scene could be when uh <clears throat> when uh who was it was it uh i don't know if it was during the goku freezer fight but definitely the anime was catching up to the manga for dragon ball and they okay. had the pad time they had to pad the runtime so the the z fighters on king kai's planet facing the ginyu force complete filler Oh yeah, that shit. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, like that stuff. <clears throat> stuff that means absolutely nothing to the grand scheme of anything. Completely self isolated. Pretty much the entirety of Monday Night Raw in the modern era. Yep. Unimportant. Yep. Nothing happening. Doesn't matter. Shitty stories that mean nothing for people that nobody cares about. Honestly, and if they do care about them, like. It doesn't matter because they're not going over and they're not getting built up because it's the Fet. Well, I mean, that, of course, and also, you know, a lot of an- anime filler is known to, to run a lot longer than it's welcome. Much oh, like God, yeah. Night Raw Weekly. I mean, I, I, dude, we watch these three-hour TNA pay-per-views and they're difficult. I can't imagine watching a three-hour Raw anymore. I don't know how any of us... For the time that we did do it, did do it. I think the last time I watched a full... I mean, like, I would say the only Raw I ever watch yearly in full is Raw After Mania. And even those... I mean, the last... Especially the last... Horrible. Oh, the last, I would say, four have been dog shit. They've the been really bad. The last three-hour really Raw that bad. I watched in its entirety... Was the Raw that made me quit watching WWE Raw 25. Oh, <laughs> Raw 25 was brutal. What, what, you didn't like the multiple locations no, and the, putting all the good shit in one place and cucking the fans in the other building? And... <clears throat> no, I wasn't a huge fan of that, actually. Crazy. It was... Cra- it's, it, it, you know, it's a hard concept to grasp. But maybe you should actually just do cool shit in one arena and not, like, one, completely cuck everybody, and two, just make it easier on also your production crew and not make it look like dog shit. Like, I mean, also, I I remember those pictures coming out, what was it, of, was it 
JR that fell asleep at the table. Oh my god, yeah. He claimed to have just been looking down, tweeting, but yeah. Definitely looked yeah. like he was sleeping. That man was napping. He was taking an all napski, which is what a lot it, of anime filler does to the people who watch it. He was he was taking a little napski and then he was tweeting about boobies on Twitter. Nice. So I because that's what Jr. does. Thing that made me stop. Aside from all twenty five, I can't remember what led up to all that that made me stop watching WWE. But I definitely remember just feeling like my like my intelligence was insulted all the time. Well, yeah, because I mean it nothing is. matters. Yeah, so. You watch these things, like anime filler, you watch all this shit, and then you just gotta keep going through it. You watch it and watch it, nothing matters. And then, especially with an anime filler, everything just kinda has to reset to a point so you can get back to the main story. Yeah. And it feels like WWE's always resetting, so. Yeah, every other show. Yeah. Uh... And that's not to say that all filler is bad. No, it's not. Just like not every Raw is bad. No, it's not. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, there was a whole... I mean, there were at least two, if not three, periods where Raw was actually pretty good. Yeah. To great. Frequently. Completely agree. Much like, Completely agree. you know, uh, I feel like a commonly well-liked anime filler would be uh, in Dragon Ball Z, the for example. One? The... Uh, the 10 days leading up to the Cell games. The Slice oh, of Life God anime that we received. That is... Some of the I'll best be filler in anime. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drop the hottest take just because it's just how I feel on the inside. It's, the, it's one of the biggest reasons why I like the Cell Saga more than the Frieza Saga. Because I got I mean, to, I got to bond with my boy. That's my dude. That's fair. I mean, the episode with Gohan's birthday, and he gets kicked out of the house, and then Goku and Chi Chi get freaky. That rock and then that rock make, make a go ten. Yeah, yeah, the rock being stronger than Goku, and yeah, and they were fishing, and Goku was in the fucking jacket in the car. Yeah, dude, the jacket like is so base. That yeah, jacket the, rules. Yeah, the brown and orange jacket. That's my guy. Then fucking Gohan goes to a village, and he gets to fight fucking, uh... Tao. Uh, yeah, fucking Tian Tao, bro. Cyborg Tian Tao. I'm like, bro. Growing up watching Dragon Ball when I was a kid, I was like, yo, I know who that is. And all my friends were like, who's Tian Tao? What the, who the hell is this guy? I'm like, you're... Dude, you are not a real fan. This is my guy. Yeah, Tao's I mean, the fucking man. Guy with gun and arm. True. Knows okay. all forms of martial arts. <laughs> yeah, he true. He needed the scene of a crime with "kill you" written on his back. In pink, a hot pink, pink, hot pink jacket. Very noticeable guy. More based than that. So based. My fucking idol. <laughs> I am absolutely in the Fed. Putting "kill you" on the back of my pink coat when we walk to the ring, bro. Honestly, that shit's happening. That sounds sick. A pink coat? That sounds awesome. It does sound pretty sick. It does sound pretty sick. I'm gonna get some pink gear made. Oh, God. Will happen. Pink rules. If you don't like pink, Fuck you. you're just... You, you literally just you're have lying. problems with your... You literally just have daddy issues and you have problems with yourself. Damn. True? Sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I just... I, mean, I had to shoot know. for a second. 
I mean, Marquise and I know a thing or two about parental issues. Yeah, we know a thing or two about that. Yeah, but we don't have Ah, uh, yes, sir. It's the other, it's the other parental no, we have issues. Mommy issues. It's the other parental issues. That's, so, that's fine. Any so, emo, any big titty emo goth girlfriends out there listening to this know <laughs> that I, Andrew, have mommy issues. True. So, I, so there's... I'm taken, so... So, and then you have me, whose mom died when he was really young. So there we go. The mommy issues board is complete. Oh wow! So any 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 goth mommies, any any uh, you know any any girls with them them big old, the goth the goth milkies, uh, I'm available. I I will. You can sit on my lap and we will roll till the uh till the sun sets, baby. I got you. Man said milkies. Milkies. That's wild. And yeah. uh, I think with that, I think we made our point. Yeah, I've true. A bit about our comparisons with Raw and anime. Yeah. Yeah, filler sucks. Filler does suck. Speaking of anime, this week on the Blast from the Past, comma, Brother, yeah. Segment. When you said Tiger Faint Kick earlier, I wanted to bring this up then, but uh, didn't want to blow the load. Don't blow it yet, brother. This week, for our retro review, we watched the first episode of renowned wrestling anime, Tiger Mask W. Hell fucking yeah. Based. Episode so one titled The Two Tigers. Before we start, this show is fucking incredible. It's so fucking good. I oh my god. I need to say it now. I'm mad that we watched this for the pod and I didn't get to watch this on my own time. Because I genuinely this 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 anime is 24 episodes long. I genuinely want to watch the rest of this after seeing this first episode. But I know I gotta save it. Because I know we're going to revisit this yeah, we'll circle back down the line. Absolutely. So, the opening song of this of the show reminded me of Initial D in the best of ways. All I could think of was fucking gas, gas, gas while hearing this song. Super sick. Nice. Anyone who knows knows that song was fucking wild. It's It's on my list. I need to watch it. So, the episode begins with a contest in the ring. We have a, a masked figure, the Yellow Devil. Yeah. Now this dude was metal. Yeah. So so metal. I mean, how would you? Well, just to, to describe the uh, Yellow Devil, masked dude, long hair, based body, all yellow, all yellow, tights. Mask. I think he had white shoes or white boots. White boots, and then yeah, like a yellow like hornet mask. No, it looked like a hornet or something. Like a, guy, a devil. This guy exuded. This guy exuded evil. Pretty much. Better than evil ever did. I'll tell you that. And what, what, what Marquise? What was this yellow devil's gimmick? What, what, what gimmick did he have? So he did a move, literally the first thing that we really see, the first move of the match is the yellow tornado. And he just fucking slices 
He a chops. Yeah, he just chops him with a gash right across the chest, just bleeding immediately. Yes, his opponent Daisuke Fuji in the ring with him gets sliced across the chest yeah. with a fucking chop. Yeah, giant hole in his body. <laughs> Super sick. So that's not even it. So then after that, Yellow Tornado or Yellow Devil takes him up. And he does a goddamn single man Spanish fly. Yep. Oh. And spikes him on his fucking head. All, all, so the while, all, the, all the while, on the outside, a group of young boys are having a fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. some young boys get into it. And then they see Daisuke just get fucking dropped on his neck, dude. It was brutal. Uh, the referee calls the match off. Said this shit's yeah, over. Are you kidding me? Like, Fuck yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. But Fuji hasn't given him quite yet. He says he's gonna show him the was it the the will of a man or Something whatever. Like that, yeah. He the he says I'll show you man. the spirit of a true man. I wrote right. that down because I thought that was based. And then the yellow devil fucking stomps Fuji, and he then it's a like front a foot double yeah. foot stomp. Dude, he literally oh does God. a 450 foot yeah, stomp. So I'm like, this is the most base dude ever. After Yeah, so after Daisuke goes down, there are two young boys that swarm the ring, and then I, they're saying something, I don't remember, and then <clears throat> they're pretty much just saying, or that's when Daisuke says he's gonna show you the will of a man or whatever. So Yellow Devil just fucking kicks the young boys in the face. Like, get the fuck out of here. And that's when he does the fucking double foot stomp fucking die move. And I was like, oh, that's so based. That's <laughs> so good. He also uh, does his, his chop to the face of one of the young boys. Yeah. Leaving a scar across his fucking Literally his leaving cheek. a scar. Like Anakin type B across and down his nose. I was yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah, you lit him up. Uh, the young boys swear to get revenge on this motherfucker for ruining this guy, Daisuke Fuji. Just murdered him. And then we have a time skip. We jump forward three years. We have a man hanging by his feet in the middle of nowhere when a bear, out of fucking nowhere, attacks him. Yep. Turns out, this guy's fucking hunting. Yeah. He's using himself this... as bait. Yep. This dude literally, the uh, bear goes up to him, runs up to him while he's still upside down. This dude says, I am CJ Parker. You are Kevin Owens at TakeOver. I am busting your ass with a palm strike. Yeah, he like, crushes a bear in two moves. Literally does a palm so, strike. I'm a like, palm strike fucking sends the bear up and then hits a fucking belly to belly. And that's it. That's it. For the it, was so based. <laughs> it was so based. I'm like, yo. Uh, after what all that crazy happens, fuck. After all that happens, his rope tears and he takes a fucking head bump. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. As the rest of it does. And then a truck rolls up and an older man calls him Naoto. Says, hey, bitch, we gotta go. What the fuck? Uh, tells him the Tiger's Den wrestlers are coming. Now, I don't know what that means yet, but we're gonna find out in a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, we see a group of men climbing a snowy mountain in young boy ring gear. Nothing yeah. but tights and boots. Yep. Black tights. Yep. Black tights, Liter black boots. Classic NJPW young boy shit. Honestly. Uh, they're all climbing. One guy tries to pull <clears throat> another climber off the mountain, but he does some crazy flippy shit and yeah. throws the guy off instead by his feet and just climbs to the top. 
before everyone else. Uh, I really, I really wish I could explain what he did he to did throw like off the other guy. Fucking poor man's ladder. Where yeah. He, yeah. So I mean, you know how you would throw somebody to try and hook yourself to make a ladder to climb something. It was that in reverse. So the guy grabbed his foot and he reversed, like went backwards, hooked onto the guy's foot and just fucking tossed threw him off. Just, just off a mountain. Threw him off a mountain, yeah. Yeah, he killed that guy. That was a genuine murder. Um, so he reaches the top. Uh, the We're given the name of... This guy that we're following here, the one who was cut in the face, yeah. the young boy, uh, his name is Takuma Fuji. Uh, he reaches the summit and he meets this agent, Miss X. Miss X. Miss X. Miss X. Now, from what I've seen of this woman so far, just from this one scene, and also my knowledge of Rumble Roses <laughs> and their Miss X. Everyone needs to get away from this bitch immediately because she's going to become a robot and kill everyone. <laughs> this is anime, so I would not put it past them to full-on steal that True. from Rumble Roses because that shit's based. Uh, so Takuma meets with Miss X, who crowns him the title of Tiger the Dark. Tiger Dark. Gives him the honorable wrestling title of Tiger the Dark and awards him a black and red tiger mask. And it is sick it's as fuck. Super sick. Dude, he puts it on the eyes flash, and I'm like, oh fuck, dude. It's so good. It's just that good old anime shit where like they suit up for the first time and you're like, Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. yeah, they put a little extra sauce on it. Yeah. Yeah, they just throw the sauce on it, and it's just so good, bro. Uh, four more men run up from behind, and soon after, they're all told that they'll have their debut matches in Japan. Uh, and we cut to uh, like a motor shop slash home mm -hmm. in Japan. Uh, a young woman, Haruna, is upset that Naoto brought home a fucking bear. Yeah, she's sick of this goddamn bear meat. Bro, she said bear meat sucks. Kill something cooler. He was like, what? I deer? want better food. He's like, what? A deer? He's like, how about a cow? Honestly, give me some beef, bro. Stop making me Oh, God. Uh, the older man from before turns on the TV to show the news. Uh, there's a report saying that the global wrestling monopoly rookies will be debuting at a show called WrestleMax. The GWM. Yeah. My fucking show, by the way. WrestleMax is my show now. That is mine. I hope everybody knows it. So get ready for WrestleMax coming to a fucking an event near you in a stadium. Stadium, I was like, booking the stadium shows, bro. Yeah, I was like, I was like, like a like a like a like a VFW or Legion, like American Legion. You booking a stadium? I mean, we can we can book American Legion. You know, they they got to front the check. You feel, but like, but yeah, yeah, I I popped because I'm like, oh, that's my name. Hello. So as it turns out, uh, GWM left Japan after what happened in the match that we saw three years ago. Yeah, after that dude got fucking spiked on his head. And nearly murdered. Yep. Nearly died. Yes. Uh, the Tiger's Den trains pro wrestlers that they send all over the world. And GWM is chock full of these dudes. 
and uh, they likely have some control over the tiger's den, according to what we're told. Yeah. By uh, the older gentleman. Uh, we cut to a locker room in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. And who do we see in that locker room? Fuck. We see. Uh, the man. The dude. The Rainmaker. Kazushika Okada is in this anime episode one. Nice. That I way. I it was twelve o'clock in the morning because I just was like I want to save this for for last. Yeah, I, I, I popped. I watched it too. I popped. So I literally screamed because Okada's <laughs> my boy. That's my fucking dude. And I'm like, they got Okada in episode one, just talking to the young boy. Just yeah, so giving random. him all this advice, like I didn't expect to so see him sick. episode one. Yeah, like I know, I knew he was in the anime. Like I've seen yeah. the screenshots, but episode one. Sheesh. Yeah, we're gonna. And, that, and, gonna and this came out when Okada was still champ too, so that's like that's so yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll be seeing a lot more New Japan boys. Uh, basically, he was talking to some young boys uh, who asked him why he didn't join. The GWM, uh, he says that he didn't want to join that shit because he doesn't want to help their business. He doesn't, he doesn't want to make money for them. Yeah. He wants to show the world New Japan's way of doing wrestling, or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then we cut to a plane where Miss X tells a few of her clients, including uh, Takuma, that small wrestling organizations are fucking worthless and don't mean jack shit. And anyone who goes to those are stupid and ugly, and I hate them. Yeah, don't be working them basement shows in Japan, brother. Or I'll yeah, who? Yeah, you. yeah. Who's going to bingo halls? The fuck, working bingo halls? Yeah, oh brother. If you're not working fucking Corkin Hall, bare minimum, don't even bother. Bro, if you don't wrestle in the Tokyo Dome twice a year, what are you doing? Four Hit the wasting. True. Hit the weights and get a clue. How many times do I gotta say it? That's true. So then we cut back to uh, the bike shop where Naoto lives. Uh, he's on his sick-ass bike. Gets ready to head out towards uh, the Russell Mack show to confront some dudes over the Yellow Devil thing. Now that he feels that he's ready as a pro wrestler. Uh... But his sister simply just jumps on the bike, and then we find out that the older man is their uncle and Naoto's wrestling trainer. Yep. But before anything else, he goes to a retirement home to visit Daisuke Fuji, who is staring blankly off at the beautiful mountain scenery, dead to the world. Genuinely, yep. he was just staring off like he was dead inside, which made them I'm having an actual it made them having an actual conversation super jarring to me. I mean, that dude got fucking spiked on his head and then a gash in his chest. I, like, I don't. And he's just sitting there in a wheelchair and he's just like, I don't know what to live for anymore. Uh, he gets a reaction out of him to begin the conversation when he lets him know that the global wrestling monopoly is returning to Japan. Uh, clearly not too happy about that considering those, those dudes let Yellow Devil schmurder him. Yep. Uh,. To talk about a bunch of shit. So he's gonna show a uh, true spirit of a man. Maybe he should cut backstage at the Russell Max. Hakuma asks one of his elders, Odin, 
what Yellow Devil has been up to since that match three years ago. Uh, Odin was one of the young boys who was uh, in the brawl outside of the ring uh, yeah. when that match happened. He threatens to fucking bury Takuma for talking he to him like that. He like, literally he says, says like I will again, bury you. you. Yeah. He says, yeah. if you talk to me like that again, I will bury you. Which got True. something out of me. Dude, I... This show is so they fucking dope. Although, I didn't see an issue with the question he asked. <laughs> like, I don't know what Yeah, he literally was. was like, oh, hey, how's your, how's your, uh, the guy that you were at ringside for a couple the years ago? The issue was this young boy talking at a turn. Yeah, and he's like, you are too young, you are a rookie, get the fuck out of my face, you fucking though, loser. Which is funny because they were literally young boys together three years ago. That's, but yeah. is still a young boy. Takuma's still a young boy. Yeah, and yeah. True. So, all that. And then we cut to uh, this wrestler, Kayo Mikasa, in his dressing room. He's booked for the main event match against Odin on this card. Uh, he's stressed because he's like, oh, fuck. I'm a, I'm a die out there. I'm a die in this bitch. Yeah. It yep. was stated that this guy is definitely not a main event talent. Yeah. yeah, he uh Naoto says like, oh, he is not the big star that like they they hyped him up to be in the promo packages. So like, yeah. Uh, he was offered a lot of money to take on Odin in the main event. Yeah, but Naoto's uncle fucking infiltrates the locker room without making any sound, somehow. Uh, and he talks to him and he says, "I've got an offer to make you, kid. Uh, I'm the former pro wrestler Ken Takako. Was it Ten Takoka?" Yeah, something like that. Uh, I think that's then we, right, yeah. Then we skip forward to Tiger the Dark's match. Outside the arena, Naoto and Haruno have arrived on their sick bike. And then we cut right back to inside, and the match is over, and Takuma wins. I was like, yeah. man, I want to see this cool-ass finish! You fucking nope. cucks! Nope, all you saw was Tiger the Dark with his hand held high. Well, this is an anime, brother, and anime is pro wrestling. You know we gotta build to the finish. Yeah, true. Gotta earn it, kid. So then we skip forward to the main event. Mikasa versus the Global Wrestling Monopoly Pacific Champion, Odin. Miss X is the announcer for the show, and she fucking buries Kayo by by specifically calling Odin Big Star Odin. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Kayo points to the ramp, and suddenly a yellow and black Blur runs past Takuma, who's standing at go position. Uh, then runs through. All of a sudden, another tiger mask has hit the ring. And Haruna steals the microphone from Miss X and introduces Tiger Mask. Yep, just Tiger Mask. Yep. Uh, yep. So Miss X tells Odin to fight Tiger Mask instead. Do your damn thing, son. Odin does some dirty shit to start, locks in a sleeper hold. But that's not enough to keep down Tiger Mask. It is a Skywalker over Odin into a chicken wing. Dude. Across the so wing. Dope. He starts asking him questions about uh, Yellow Devil. But he doesn't have any answers for him. So then he he gets he, he tightens up the lock. He does a fuck oh, does a back suplex. He does all right, all right, all right. So oh man. <clears throat> it's pretty much he fucking has this cross-faced chicken wing applied. And he Takes him back like he's doing a dragon suplex and just f- 
fucking sheer drops him and dislocates the dude's so shoulder. Dumb. Oh my! Um, like, and the way he held the bridge after oh, the stroke just yeah. Yeah, it was I was, awesome, and Odin just is sitting there writhing in pain, saying, "Oh, he fucking dislocated my shoulder. Fuck, I can't go on." And then Miss X is like, "If you don't keep going, you will face the tiger execution." And I was like, murder. "Oh, murder! More murder!" And then they show some like little visuals of like tigers and like this like these trippy colors and I'm like, oh brother, this is so yeah. fucking sick. Odin so, rushes a uh, tiger mask, gets a roundhouse super kick to the face, and that's it's that's it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Tiger mask tells referee to call the match as he just runs out of the arena, but Miss X tells the referee to count a ring out. So Odin wins the match, but Tiger Mask is the one who got to leave under his own power. And then Naruto and Haro get on the bike. And they fucking leave. Yeah. And they, they do cut back to Daisuke. Daisuke does end up watching the match. And the nurse asks if Tiger Mask won. He said he lost the match, but he won the battle. And that I was like... And that like, was also, it, uh... Just such good anime shit. So, it seems like uh, pro wrestling is a, is a shoot in this world. Seems like... Yeah. There's no... It seems to be... In this in this world, that these are legit matches that are it, it, like actual like MMA or boxing type shit where you are trying to win. If you don't win, it is not scripted. You lost. Dope. Which is sick. Yeah, I mean, if it means I get to see lots of dudes get fucking sheer dropped on their head for shoot skis, and I'm here for it. <laughs> then I'm here for it, brother. Because oh man, I love that shit, dude. Oh man, two sheer drops in one episode. Yeah, so, like Max said, we have Daisuke, who says his thing, and that's the end of the episode. And as soon yep. as it was over, I thought to myself, God damn it, I want to watch more of this right now. Yeah, true. But for, the, for the sake of the people, for the sake of this podcast, I did it for, this, I did it for the people, people that I love. I'm going to hold off until the next time we review another episode of this anime. Cause this shit kicked massive ass. Yeah, it was, it was really damn good. Yeah. And with that being said, I think now is also the end of this episode of the Taking Liberties Processing Podcast, episode number twenty nine. Wow, <clears throat> episode, huh? And our seventh consistent episode coming out on time because we told you and we told you and we told you that this shit was back for real. And yeah. now you can't argue it. Nope. Thank you very much and for listening. You can find us on Twitter at TOPRESPOD. Check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash TOPRESPOD. Nothing is required, but we're always super thankful. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pod, Bean, Stitcher, Breaker, Owl Tail, Blueberry, Bullhorn, yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything you would like to say before we close this episode, Max? Uh, no, just I'm super, super thankful to be here. Glad to be the third member. Uh, looking forward to doing a lot of things with the Taking Liberties brand as a whole. Indeed. Uh, so you know, just keep up with us. Uh. And 
we're going to be doing some really cool shit. Hopefully everybody can be a part of that. So as we're out of here also leave a fucking review on apple every single one of you listening to this right now i want all of you to go on itunes search up the taking derbies pro wrestling podcast leave us a five-star review do something mean something funny something nice something stupid something nonsensical something i don't care whatever we'll read it yep yep and if it's not five stars you're getting cheer drop brother i'm sorry i don't write the rules that's true thank you all so very much for listening to the Taking Leaders Pro Wrestling Podcast. We've been your hosts. Have a great night, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.